and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 176. I'm your host, Kamran Chushtar, and with me is... James Seelig. Today is a day of victory and defeat simultaneously. Uh, earlier today, I went to the Niners game, and it was really fun. We played the Dolphins. We beat the Dolphins. But during that game, our, our boy, our boy, Jimmy G, got injured and hurt his leg, and we're like, oh my god, he's out. For a little bit, maybe we'll come back during the game. And it says out for the game. And we're like, oh, shit. Okay, fine. Uh, we'll see how everything goes. We have this new young rookie QB who is our final draft. He was the last draft pick uh, for the last draft. Like, last dude picked and everything else. Uh, and his last name is, his name is Purdy. And uh, rookie, first real game. His first game, he gets a touchdown, wins the game interception all within one game so he gets his first everything pretty much damn yeah so the kid, kid got, a, got a lot of good stuff and we're like cool that's great you know but all right next week you know we're playing brady and the buccaneers jimmy g will be back jimmy g's out for the season we find damn. out we're, we're getting on the train to leave and everyone's How just bad like he hurt himself he needs surgery on the pretty much and we're that's just like good. fuck we lost trey lance who was our starting qb like at the beginning of the oh, I season. I forgot about that too. And then yeah. we're like, well, we got Jimmy G now. And Jimmy G's doing great. He's doing great. We're at the top of our division. And we're like, cool. And now he's out. And we're like, but there's five games left in the season. We're at the top of the division. We have a rookie as our QB. This was our, not our backup. This is our backup's backup. And we're just like, we'll see how it goes. Cause it's pretty much, uh, it, uh, what was his name? Mr. Um, What's some? What's the word when you don't matter? Um, uh, uh, Mr. Unimportant. No, it wasn't Mr. Unimportant. It was Mr. Insignificant? Um, yeah, it was like it was something like that. But now it's like, oh, shit, now he's really important. And uh, it's pretty much like, oh, shit, we got to bet it all on this kid. Hopefully he does good. We have like a really good offense and defense. But it, it just all comes down to this kid if he can do it. And it's just going to be crazy. But woo, football, it's going to be crazy. Uh, this is, of course, Sutra Side Talk, and not a sports podcast, but instead a game, film, TV podcast where we talk what we watch and play. And uh, yeah, guys, we have a more holiday fun episode today. We're catching up, not, I guess catching up on some stuff, but really just knocking some things out because it's smaller stuff. Uh, we've got this week three things, really. Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy christmas special or holiday special i don't even remember what it's called Doesn't i think matter. it was christmas special because it was very specific it was very specific christmas yeah uh then we've got the destiny season of the plunder wrap up pretty much and then uh i want to talk about a game i've been playing called the cycle frontier uh and then that'll probably be it i don't know if we'll have time for anything else but we'll just knock those three things out uh if you guys want to support us though please if you're listening on apple podcast give us a five-star review or uh, Spotify rate us, and of course, like besides subscribing on YouTube, but of course, you know, subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to and uh, share out if you can. That would be really helpful, helpful to us. Otherwise, uh, we more or less got the rest of the month and the new year, the, like the really beginning of the new year planned out. We'll talk about that at the end of the show, though. Uh, no news this week, but uh, let's get right into it. So, Guardians of the Galaxy... Christmas special, I think they said, what is it, the end of phase four? Like, it closes it out, pretty much. 
weird i guess i mean i it's like unconnected to anything so i didn't really i keep forgetting that phase four is even like a thing because nothing seems to be like related i mean it's it's very much just like a, it's the transition phase so everything feels yeah. kind of insignificant but also still ironically enough it's that weird combination of it's insignificant so it doesn't really feel big but also everything's still attached so you feel forced to watch everything which is even nah. comboing that doesn't feel good whereas at least when you were leading up with all the Thanos shit, it felt like there was more purpose uh, that you're watching everything. Whereas right now you're just kind of like, ah, oh, fuck. Uh, or at least yeah. that's just me. Well, even uh, Shang-Chi had the thing at the end where it's like, these bracelets are are sending a signal somewhere. And it's like, well, I guess, I guess we'll learn that eventually. I don't know why for a split second you sound like William Shatner. Like, these bracelets are sending <laughs> a signal out somewhere. I hope it doesn't, Dragon doesn't Dude. come over and... That'd be so funny if he showed up at some point, just like to do like an exposition scene. They paid me a lot of money to to just, you know, I don't know why I'm stuttering at the same time doing it. It's like a weird. He has a very like halting. Yeah. Like talking about stuff. I'll say guys, uh, because I was at the game, I was shouting a lot. So I'm actually shocked. My voice isn't completely shot because the last time I went to a game, I had no voice at all. Um, So that actually could be. Yeah, it sounds good right now. Yeah, it actually works out. Uh. This special, though, you know, it was like 45 minutes, about the same length as Werewolf by Night. It was yeah. very stupid, but like yeah. an entertaining way. Uh, I No, I was actually surprised. That, like, there were a few moments where I, like, actually laughed out loud pretty hard. Yes. Like, not for a long time. It was just like a single, like, ah, like that was funny. <laughs> yeah, it, was, uh, <laughs> it did give me some laughs. Like, that's the thing. James Gunn always gets me laughing a bit. I think for Guardians 1... It was the perfect combination of uh, comedy and emotion of like dramatic stuff. And then Guardians 2, it felt like they relied way too much on comedy and it made the emotional things like it just kind of ruined them. And that's why I thought that film was probably one of the worst MCU movies, whereas the first one was one of the best. It's a weird opinion to have, I know. And then this one, you know, it's just a dumb fucking special. Like I, I wasn't expecting anything big. I'm like, it's a Christmas special. Well, like half of it was Mantis and uh, Drax. Drax just get like wicked drunk and wander around Hollywood until they happen to find Kevin Bacon. Steve, <laughs> just that was super funny. St- that was so stupid. I was like, oh my and god! Just, like the whole thing where Drax is like, he sees a dude dress up as like a transformer or a Gobot. He's just like, I'll rip your head off. It's like, no, it's okay. It's like, it's like, I'm really sorry. A gobot killed his cousin. Drax, stop being a bigot. Like, what the fuck? Because he's, you know, you're labeling all robots as like, if, if one's bad, yeah. they're all bad. But I, I definitely got it. I thought <laughs> later on, he's just like beating the shit out of the He beats the, the shit out of that thing. I wasn't sure if it was empty or if the guy was still in there. Um, oh, he definitely had. He pretty sure it was. There was a drunk Mark Hamill ca- cameo at one point. Uh, that was interesting. Uh, I totally missed that. Yeah, he was in it. It was like uh, after the whole Kevin Bacon singing, it shows like a couple people like sitting there and one's Mark Hamill. Oh, That bearded okay. guy. Yeah, that was just Mark Hamill. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, you know, it's there, there, a lot of people don't have big roles. It's mainly pretty much Nebula. and Not Nebula. Uh, Mantis it's, and It's Drax. mostly Mantis and Drax. Yeah. yeah, and then there's like smaller roles from like... Uh, we could give him the Zargnuts, but you ate them all. <laughs> I, I did like the whole like sister aspect. I didn't see that coming. That was so like, that especially was actually... at the very end when like Mantis is like really like worried about like Peter's like, why'd you even do all this for me? Like you didn't have to go this like far to like try to save Christmas for me or whatever. And she finally reveals like, you know, I wanted to do something nice. Cause like 
I might also, you know, I definitely am Ego's daughter. So that makes uh, like me your sister. And he's just like, that's the greatest gift I could have ever gotten. And he's like, that's adorable. Yeah, that, like, yeah, now he's got family. That's why I did like those aspects of this one, because they didn't like layer it with some comedy portion right on top of it or right after it. So it felt very just kind of clean. And I'm like, yeah, there we go. True. That's what I wanted from the second one. And I'm like, cool, if they did this right. And James Gunn is saying like, oh, the it'll be a little bit more mature in three. I'm like, okay, I have higher hopes for this then. And otherwise, like, I mean, we got Cosmo talking in Russian. It's like the uh, Russian dog. Dude, I love that dog. That, that was, was great. <laughs> yeah, that was enjoyable. It's uh, just like, what's the point of using your telekinesis if you can't do shit straight? And then she just like drops the like stuff she was trying to put together and just like, I refuse to work for you. And like, while you're demeaning me. Give me some of your treats. <laughs> Dude, fucking Nebula. Like, you can't run from me, Bacon. Like, this. I'm going to shoot that, him. And it's like, don't I, kill him, please. I thought it was so funny when they're all exchanging gifts at the end. And, like, she gives Rocket Bucky's arm. That was so weird. I was I'm just, just like, like, how did she how even get, get, that? get that? Yeah. That was the thing uh, where apparently a lot of people on Twitter were just like, like, they took it way serious. Like, yo, that's bullshit. Like, that's not going to, that's another thing. And I'm like. Yo, this is a really it's just stupid a fucking joke. Yeah, it's a callback a, to yeah. when he was just like, "How much for the arm?" He was like, "It's not for sale." I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna get that arm." It's like, "I got he's it. He got the arm eventually." Yeah, it wasn't him actually getting it himself, but yeah, uh, yeah. And like I, it's it. I said in the beginning, it was stupid, and it was fun, stupid. It was it was fine, and I think in fun, stupid like this, I think it's okay to do something like that. Like, there's nothing wrong yeah. with it. Like the whole premise just being like you know apparently i mean it turned out to be wrong but like apparently they thought that yondu like ruined christmas forever for uh for peter when he was a kid so they're like let's try to like what can we do to fix christmas for him forever i know we'll get one of his greatest heroes like for him we'll go find kevin bacon and give him the greatest warrior kevin bacon and that like, that was my favorite part when they find out that he's just an actor and he didn't actually, like, save a town by dancing and shit like that. And they were just like, oh, God, he's an actor. Ugh. <laughs> That's so stupid. It's just like, it seemed like everyone hates actors. It's so fucking funny. It was so random. I was just yeah. like, oh, okay. He's uh, just like, pretend to be a hero. And then he just starts speaking, like, with a British accent, like... Ew, no why why are you doing that accent it's like because i'm a british soldier in world war Two. he's like no just be kevin bacon but not lame God. <laughs> uh, hey can you like un like what like i guess uh seduce him or whatever and she does yeah, like take him out of the like the trance and she's like, like just be normal and he just starts freaking out if i let you go you won't run right cool ah! <laughs> just like immediately just like I love that transition on Peter's face when he's like, he's like, oh, wow, they did so much nice stuff for me. They put the lights everywhere. It looks so nice. It's like, oh, they got me like a huge present. I wonder what it is. And then it starts like shaking. And he's just like, what did they do? What did did they do? (laughs) Uh, I I did. I mean, of course, there were, I think, I guess, three things of note here um, that do lead into Guardians 3. First of which, Cosmo's with them. Second of yeah. which, Mantis is Peter's sister, so there's like kind mm-hmm. of a new connection there, which I really appreciate. And third of which is they now run the Collector's planet or city, yeah, or whatever. Uh, you nowhere. Call it. Yeah, nowhere. They seem to be like in charge of nowhere. 
And, at least they're trying to fix it up again. Yeah. I guess and after there's Thanos like, destroyed it. Yeah. So that was very interesting. And I guess we'll see where that leads for the third oh, what movie. What was the name of their ship? That's like they the Milano got destroyed. So like. Oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't uh, care. Like it, it was another famous person. And like, I, I remember laughing at it. Was like, it a name of the famous actor? Yeah. Oh, was it the Fonz? Because uh, they talked about the Fonz. I don't know if that was a thing, but I don't know. Are you looking it up? You're looking it up. Yeah. Aren't you? Okay. Uh, I mean, we saw that trailer too for Guardians Three, so we kind of know Adam Warlock yeah. is coming. There is another villain that I already forgot who it is. To be honest, I, I just <laughs> I'm like at that point where I watch a trailer and I'm like, cool, I don't, I don't care, I'll just watch it when it comes out, and I guess I'll see if I like it or not. It's the Bowie. <laughs> That's what it was. Okay okay fucking david bowie christ that's so funny yeah uh, but yeah third trailer we got that and it looks fine uh, i won't know until i watch it and so, i really hope that it's at least better than the second one i don't expect it to be as good as the first one but i think they'll at least do a good job with it hopefully. it looks like they're insinuating that like someone of like the main guardians group is gonna die yeah which everyone's thinking I... rocket I'm, I'm thinking Rocket because like they they very recently in the comics well, I don't know but very recently they recently in the comics did a storyline where like Rocket was dying and he was like aware that he wasn't going to be like around for too much longer so he like kind of went on his own little adventure thing so maybe they're trying to work the most in. expensive character guys yeah. <laughs> I mean that's honestly you should think about it that way too but the whole thing is you know we already know Gunn says once this is done, like they probably are done as well. Those characters aren't going to show up in other stuff. If they do, it'll might be, they'll only show up for event stuff. I'd expect. I don't think mm. they'll show up for anything else. Um, there won't be a new guardian group or anything. I don't think. And yeah, we'll see what happens. It's one of the movies next year, along with like Ant-Man and um, whatever else comes out. I don't really know at this point anymore. There, there was like a whole leak that shows like the next six years of Marvel and I was just kind of like, oh, fuck. And I was like, oh, shit, X-Men in 2026. That's what I'm waiting for. Until then, nothing else matters, probably. But I'm just going to wait for this X-Men movie after the, the fucking Secret Wars King shit is over with. Yeah. And I don't have to deal with it anymore. I mean, I'm a little excited for all that. But I'm also, like, at least a little bit optimistic that we finally got, like, a poster, at least, for the Blue Beetle movie. Totally unrelated. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that as yeah. well. But So that's the one I'm most worried about, like, just not happening but I, I, it's we'll coming. see it's coming out i'm telling you, you right keep now. saying that <laughs> i mean james gunn is literally showing it off like hey while we're working on the new stuff we're coming out yeah i'm here helping shepherd these things that are already finished and like or like finishing up and we're gonna make sure they ha come out and we're gonna show as much love for them as we possibly can and yeah. honestly him james and... gunn is already doing great with dc just for the fact that he's actively communicating with people yeah, like with him in and charge he shoots right now. shit down immediately, which I love, as well. Yeah, with, with with him in charge now, I like have more faith that the DC movie slate will like work. Yes, but we'll see. And the whole thing, uh, Peter Safran is like the producing on the side, and James Gunn is the creative on the side. So they're they're working together mm -hmm. in that way. But at least looking at the DC stuff coming up, I mean, we, we it starts off with the Guardians Christmas special is the first DC movie special. And then we have Blue Beetle and then Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And if all of you are believing this, I can't believe... I'm just saying stuff because it's James Gunn associated at this point. I don't know if you guys actually believe that I just said Guardians is DC. But if you did, shame on you. 
yeah. Uh, last thing, the 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 song at the beginning told me everything about that special I needed to know. Oh, that yeah, was that fucking hilarious. That was so where I was laughing. Funny. I was fucking dying. When he's just like, oh yeah, you throw shit at kids and you're... Fills your socks with like the fuck is a turtle dove, and I'm just like, what yeah. the fuck, <laughs> like that. That song was the most James Gunn thing you could have possibly done. Because if you guys don't like, I mean, if Peacemaker didn't tell you, the Peacemaker musical intro didn't tell you anything. I think this intro just solidifies it. And I always say like, I like James Gunn a lot. I always have. I just didn't like Guardians too. Like his other movie, check out Slither, guys. That's a fucking insane movie. Check out Super. Those are fucking great movies that are like overly violent. And James Gunn is overly violent, which is why it's hilarious. Where it's like Guardians is the most tame shit he's ever done. And like you see, like, oh. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. And you're like, oh, well, you know, he gets to DC and they're just like, yeah, do whatever you want. And you see Suicide Squad and fucking Peacemaker and they're just killing everything, swearing up the wazoo. There's just like dick shit. Like there, there's just complete nudity and everything. You just don't, they don't care. And I'm like, okay, yeah, this is completely James Gunn. It's ridiculous. Um, man's never gonna probably get an Oscar, but he at least knows what some people want. Not all people, yeah. but like you know, a lot. Some people enjoy this stuff a lot. He knows how to make a fun movie. Yeah. Um. But yeah, check out Guardians uh, Christmas Special. Just go in because I, it's at least fun where it's not a. It doesn't feel associated with anything else. So it's just a fun throwaway thing you could have fun with and not think about anything else um i will say really fast i did watch one of the iron Groot specials and or yeah. shorts and then I, yeah, I finished it and then i said cool and then i just unlit I, I took all the four other ones off my watch list and i said nah that's okay <laughs> <laughs> it's it's if you got kids it's probably fun for them i just i was like nah this ain't for me and i'm gonna save myself like 12 minutes uh, speaking of Groot, or twenty, how do you feel about his like current oh, character model? Like, yeah, buff Groot. It's fucking weird looking. It's weird, but I don't care enough eh. to care about it. Like, I'm just kind of like, yeah, he's there, whatever. It's Vin Diesel being like, I'm Groot. I do love he got a Game Boy for Christmas. That was cute. I did, and then I was also just like, y'all could have done better. We all know by this point in time, that screen you ain't gonna see shit. Like at least yeah. get him a Game Boy Color or or like a Game Boy SP. Like, come on, guys, you could. <laughs> I get the whole you know um, nostalgia thing. Just, yeah. But. Well, I also think it was supposed to be like a joke about how like Peter upgraded from like a Walkman to a Zune. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, so in like the previous Guardians movies, like Kid Groot kept playing on those like shitty tiger electronics things oh that's right yeah and so now he's like the the original game boy is like technically that is a step up from this it's playing like super mario and shit yeah, yeah. i did like that okay really fast there was the if he's not playing tetris in mar in uh um guardians 3 then i'm gonna write i'm batman who the who is that bruce you know bruce wayne no don't do that <laughs> kevin bacon Duh. he's just the batman reference and i'm just like yeah I forgot about that. Oh my god! Yeah, they yeah. did. They did straight up do a Batman reference. I mean, movie. Marvel every now and again. Like, if you guys ever read the Mark Wade Chris Samney run of Daredevil, at one point he straight up just like swings on his little yeah. pole over a bus, and one of the kids in the bus just goes, "Oh, it's Red Batman!" And like, it's the funniest shit when you read that. It's ridiculous. But anyway, yeah. They also referenced the God of War. <laughs> that, that was so fucking random. I was like. They're definitely talking about Kratos right now, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's so stupid. 
uh yeah that was playstation i do love like by the end of the day mantis just has like a arm full of cash yeah because of the pic- i thought there was gonna be like one group of like co- you know the perform costume people being like hey you're on her turf or something uh yeah. but obviously after watching tracks beat the shit out of robot man like it was just like nah um yeah okay that was guardians next up we both you know finished up the season of plunder in destiny 2 and it was very interesting uh, we got like a whole thing yeah. of Nezarak, who's like a disciple and all this shit. If you guys like, you know, shameless, pro- not, I guess, you know, promoting him, but my name is by because there's like a full explanation of it all. And it's really good. But like, uh, it's a disciple that's already dead. And we get like all these ruined pieces. And the whole thing is like, oh, hey, there's like new activities called Catch Crash and um, Expedition. Expedition. And uh, you are pretty much now captain of a pirate crew a elixir yeah. pirate crew or fallen uh and yeah, you get like a catch from uh the spider yeah and you get the spider so you take his catch because the i love you the way you find him he's just in a pod and he's like hey who's, who's out there that you was the, the guardian I, totally, I don't want him to see me like this i totally forgot that's how the season starts it's like the drifter is basically just like i need you to pick someone up for me <laughs> it's like spider this is where you've been hiding i think it was a really fun story just because we kind of need it, considering we're in the middle of the fucking end of everything. Uh, that... The light and the dark are coming in against each other. The witnesses showing up and some characters, you know, we've seen some dark shit go on and it's been pretty crazy. And you're seeing alliances build, but it's just like, hey, you want to be some fucking pirates and just like do some crazy stuff. And it's like, yeah, yeah, I'd like that a lot. And the music Dude, is was... fun as fuck. The music is great. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. Dude, th- that was one of the funniest things in the beginning of the season was people joking about, like, comparing the, the first two seasons of this year to, like, the third one. And it's like, season one, like, take back the light from the Lucent Brood. Season two, face your fears and your nightmares. <laughs> season three, fucking pirates. <laughs> season three, plunder the booty of the corpse of Nazarek. You're yeah uh pretty much the focus of characters around this time was mithrax ido spider drifter it was like those and Dude, aramis. Ido's one of my favorite characters and now. aramis now I mean, we got a lot of aramis and i yeah and aramis came back here like, right about enjoy that. aramis a lot more she was unfrozen from stasis and she's pretty much doing like she took back control of house of salvation or what's left of it and are like making alliance with just like rogue pirate groups which are made up of yeah. pretty much like elixney and uh cabal and also interesting that she seemed to be like reluctant about it too because it seems like she's aware that the the witness like pulled her out of her stasis yeah and she's aware of how like unfathomably powerful the witness and her disciples are and she's basically just like i was given an, a choice of serve the witness or die and that's literally she's just like if i don't do this i will die and probably the rest of my species so she's just like this is she thinks that this is literally the only option she has yeah and you know you get a whole thing between her and ido and ido's trying to convince her ido is also like pretty much leaving her in his state that mithrax put her in you also learn like mithrax was a ruthless pirate way back yeah. and you also find out that basically to find out he used to wield the darkness essentially yeah and he had two adoptive brothers which was uh uh the spider aka um what was his uh 
Oh uh, yeah, we learned his actual name. Um, was, uh, I don't remember. Shit. Yeah, but it was him. Not only him, but uh, the boss from Scourge of the Past. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, I'm trying to freaking uh, spider name. But how did you feel about Atrax? the season? Huh? No, it's like Sepix or Sevix or something. Oh, uh, okay. how'd you feel about Catch Crash though? I thought it was fun. I thought both of the uh, Catch Crash and Expedition things were like fun little like activities for this season. Especially like, I mean, it was nice that at least for Catch Crash there was a little bit of variety to like what activities you do, uh, did each time. Uh, also, I'm like a huge sucker for all the like lame pirate named <laughs> enemies. Like, uh, there was like a servitor called like II or something like that, and it was like AYE dash I. Uh, shit like that like and i don't know there's something about like starting off by defending the like um the deck of your ship and setting up the cannons and firing cannonballs at the other ship and then like literally getting launched at the other ship to board their ship i don't know like i i really did like that they leaned really heavily into the pirate theme and they do the whole like you know, take on other ships and, like, board them. Even if you're not literally doing ship combat, it's just, like, has enough of the pirate theme that it totally worked for me. And then uh, Expedition, yeah, just, like, the idea of, like, you're literally just digging up buried treasure in, like, places uh, from around the solar system and just, like, throwing them into this giant sack of treasure. Yeah, it was really cool, especially with Catch Crash, like, the fact that it's like you're being boarded all right you stop the boarding now you go board and like you go through the ships chasing their captain and taking them down and the whole banter you get through this and expedition i really liked the banter so like even like ido being like oh cool we fended them off like we can leave now and uh drifters just like you don't know what pirates do do you or the guardian she's like huh and then yeah she's just, you see everyone just start killing everything and she's like Oh, wow. But yeah. or, or like her and Spider's conversations where he's just like, oh, you're so innocent. This is hilarious. And she's just like, you know, I feel like you will change you by the time this is all over and whatnot. And I did look up. So Spider's name was Rackus and the other one was right. uh, it was Sevix. Uh, Civix. Mm. Uh, and yeah, he was the boss from like Scourge of the Past or like that that fallen leader. And it's interesting, like, you know. Uh, Mithrax is tougher than both of them and just kind of fuck them both over at one point. And you're just kind of like, damn, that's crazy. Like he was hardcore. Uh, otherwise, you know, the story itself, I really appreciated the way it goes through. I yeah. honestly think they've really improved the way they've been storytelling. Like ever since it's Witch honestly Queen. might be one of my favorite seasons in a long time. Yeah. They've changed it so much where, you know, I think it really started with beyond light. Uh, you start getting more of the conversation during these missions what, or whatever activities going on. And it's just kind of gone up from there over time. Like last year's was enjoyable. And then this year's was just even better the way it goes on. And even when the mission completes, or I guess the story finishes at a certain point, the dialogue in those, in those activities change to like yeah. host mission stuff and you're just like oh my god it's still going there's more to learn so each time you do it there is a possibility you get new dialogue you didn't get before and it's really enjoyable not to mention the fact that like for catch crash like they rotate through different 
I guess, sub activities you do within the ship that you board. Yeah. So it doesn't, it kind of keeps things more interesting over time. Not to mention like, you know, yeah. doing it, it on master difficulty is a lot more difficult, especially with yeah. all the champions and how quickly you die with match game and stuff. Uh, Expedition itself too. Uh, it was enjoyable. And I think I, the thing they got right with it too was the length. Neither of these activities yeah, were, too long. were too long. It's really nice. Yeah. Otherwise, like, especially because they fixed what I didn't like about Season of the Haunted, where Season of the Haunted felt so incredibly grindy for the public event on the Leviathan. Like, you have to do so much to the point where I didn't even finish most of it. Like, I never finished a lot of the seasonal challenges from that one because there were and too you many. you a lot more than me. Yeah. And I, I, it was just so much and I was getting tired of it. And a lot of people don't like it because it's the same thing over and over and over and I think there might be like a rotating boss, but otherwise, like, it's just the same exact location. It's in, you know, where you start off in the Leviathan raid and the Castellum, and it's just exhausting. Yeah, uh, it, was, it was cool for a bit, but yeah, it did get a little bit stale, like, pretty quickly. The the several story missions were where it really was at, and even then, like, once you finished them, you're kind of like, I want to do these again, for the most part. And this one, like I said, like, these activities felt a lot more doable they felt achievable. Even the seasonal triumphs and just regular triumphs for these activities felt a lot more achievable at the same time. Like, uh, I still don't have the season of the haunted seal. I got the season of the plunder seal already and it's called Scallywag, which is great. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think there's an improvement there. And I think season of the haunted could have been a good learning experience of, I guess what not to do and what not to abuse in terms of like repetitive repetition. And otherwise like, you know, Everything else is cool. There was a new fusion rifle. It was fine. Uh, I just got got the masterwork for it, but there's not really much to say about it. Um, otherwise, we got Arc 3.0, and Arc yeah. 3.0 is really I had a lot of fun cool. with it. Yeah, like, I, I I really liked at least for the Titan. You get like a brand new melee where you like kind of plant your feet and you can like hold it down to charge, and you just throw a bolt of lightning out, and if you charge it all the way, it does a shit ton of damage. Uh, but also just like um at some point i got like a bounty or something to uh specifically use the jolted uh mm. like uh, effect and ever since then i've like i've basically just stuck on that because like you can make like if you use the uh, lightning grenade and hit someone with it like it can arc to like a whole group of enemies and oh, yeah. jolt them all and like you can set up some really cool combos with Ark now. And, like, it feels really aggressive and fast-paced. Speaking of fast-paced, there's a... Uh, also, also, Titans have a dodge now. <laughs> Titans have dodge. Hunters, I don't know if the Warlock, the Titans could do it, but um, at a certain point, the Ark charges you, so you can literally speed run. Dude, And like, it's yeah, fantastic. Like... You're, like, speed sprinting, and you're just like... Yeah, when you're overcharged and you start sprinting, it's just like, oh, I'm so fast. Yeah, and I, when I say that like that's the sound it makes like it's so cool the way you speed up and i do like that they now kind of made each of these subclasses a lot more uh they feel unique yeah they feel a lot more unique and for the arc one specifically they actually eliminated a branch uh for a super uh whereas like i think there's still three for solar there's three for void there's only two now for arc which is interesting because maybe they can adopt mm. something new for it I don't know if it is for the Titan. Do you still have three or two super uh, supers available for the Titan? Uh, there's only two, I think. But yeah, like, they, so for Hunters, the two... I don't remember there being a third super for Titans, though. Like It was either Fist of Havoc or like launch yourself like Superman. There were two Fists of Havocs, though. There was like 
uh, two versions of them. And oh yeah, I think one was, was like, missile. yeah, I think one was like it does more damage if you fall from a high point, and the other just lasts longer. Exactly, and one had, one came with seismic strike, and the other didn't, mm, which was like yeah, the shoulder charge. That's, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. And for hunters, uh, all three were the arc staff. Like one was. I think high duration. Dude, now you can throw your staff and it's like fucking broken. Exactly. Like one was high duration, I think, and the other was like a shorter duration. One was like you could twirl and like basically deflect uh, everything. This new one basically said all three of those are just one now. And it's just like you do the regular like smash and you could do like a, a, a range just like shot of like you can do like a swipe up and it sends like an arc jolt forward that can kill an enemy with a little bit of range. It's not too far, but it works. And you could still do the the like the deflection, which is really dope. Like it's like the Jedi deflection without it like ricocheting the enemies. And now, yeah, it's the the fucking spear thrust where you throw a spear, it lands and it creates a full like shock uh, radius uh, that keeps killing everything. And it'll like it it's really well done for PVE. And then PVP, if they just like get out of the way and miss it, you're just kind of like. Fuck, it's a little bit like Blade Barrage, but Blade Barrage, I think, has more of a reach and range, whereas this one is just very mm. much just like in a... Blade Barrage will spread in that, like, area that you're sending it to, so you can kind of, like, layer it farther out as it goes, whereas this one is just like, yeah, it's just a little circle. So at least for Crucible, I was noticing, like, I, I it's better to stick to the Arc Staff, especially if you're, like, trying to reach an enemy and they're shooting it, you could just, like, deflect it as you go, whereas this one... Works a lot better for DPS against bosses, and you know uh, the arc staff regular one is better for ad clear and everything else. But uh, the cool thing about this though is when you launch it at something and it's something big and doesn't necessarily die immediately, it sticks to them because you just basically impaled them with it. So they could be running around and it's just stuck on them, and they're just like <laughs> sending that circle around them. The more they run, especially if there's more ads running around, then it's just like kind of comboing with the rest, and you're just kind of like, this is most good. Most good. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I do like the change, and I, I do see the unnecessariness of, I guess, so many different arc staff uh, combinations. Uh, otherwise, you know, having the new grenades, like, this is the thing that's always killed a lot of hunters, is Warlocks and Titans usually have better grenades. And now for this one, like, we have one that uh, really is, like, the Storm-type grenade, I think. And then the one I think we still don't have is that fucking chain one, where it just kind of keeps moving and chasing you, especially in Crucible. Like, I, some Warlock, I think, I don't know if Titans have it, but I know for sure Warlocks have it. And they'll throw it, and it just chases you, and you're just kind of like, how long does this thing fucking last? Because they keep running from it, and it's ridiculous. Uh, but, yeah, it, it, it's a good time, though. Axiom Bolt? Maybe it was that. No. Not, I, no, I don't think. It was either, one was Storm Grenade. Storm Grenade might be the stationary one, but there was another Storm, one. I think Storm Grenade is just the one that, like, yeah, it's like, boom, yeah. Strikes. That's the one I started using as a hunter now that we have access to it. Uh, but there was another one that the Warlocks use that follows you. I don't remember the name, but it's a crazy grenade. Uh, otherwise, Arc 3.0, I've really enjoyed. Um, I think they're doing something to the Hunter Crucible Void class, Void subclass for uh, next season, though. I can't remember what it was. Uh, otherwise, yeah, cool activities. Uh, the story, like when you go and unlock like a, a hidden hi- a, a hideout, I was going to say a hidden hideout, but a hideout from one of the captains, like you go there and that's where you get the relics of Nezarak. And that was really cool. Kind of learning more story beats as well from there. Yeah. 
Uh, also nice that those were also weren't very long. Yeah, they were pretty short, too. And, like, we had Festival of the Lost. That was fun. I, I do a pre- I honestly prefer the Lost Sector format over the Infinite Forest format still. Uh, I do think, though, that we've done it a couple times now. We might need another new version now. Like, I think every... I think doing the same thing every two years is fine. I just think after that, it's good to then change it again to something new. Just keep it a little bit fresh. Otherwise, you're just kind of like, oh, it's festival again. But, you know, it was cool. Um, otherwise, I'm trying to think if there's anything else uh, for this season. Anything of note to you that you thought about? Mm. No, it's just it was a fun season. And just like, I liked that, yeah, the activities were fun to do and didn't take too long. So it didn't get old. Uh, and yeah, the, just the story to it was super cool. Yeah, um, same here. And otherwise, I felt like a little bit less inclined to dedicate so much time. Just because I feel like time is getting harder and harder uh, at certain points in terms of like having to invest into this game. Especially if you're playing other games, whether they're multiplayer or single player. And like in my case, both. So it's just hard to like balance everything. And you're like, do you really want to do everything? Like, I think the base person probably just does the story stuff. Like you just do the story stuff and then bounce, Pretty right? Much. Yeah. Yeah. I at least made sure to do enough of the seasonal challenges where I can get the big bright dust bundle. Cause I'm like, I guess in my mind, I'm like, I want my money's worth since I paid all that money. Yeah. I always want to do that, but I never end up like spending the time to it. It took a bit, but the, like, the three I didn't do, because it's like there's three you don't have to do, uh, was GM Nightfall, which I think this is the first season where I didn't do a Grandmaster Nightfall. And then uh, in a while, honestly, because I'd get Conqueror and then Guild it. But uh, there was that, and then the ornaments for the Legendary Weapon, which was a grenade launcher this season, which was a cool one. Uh, it was pretty much, I think, the Vanguard and Gambit ornaments for it i didn't do because crucible was easy i did the iron banner seal or most of it dude iron, okay really fast iron banner was torture the because like uh you do instead of the they changed it now instead of bounties you get like four bounties you know for your character and you have to do all this stuff during iron banner uh they changed it to now it's like pinnacle activity challenge pinnacle challenges like you would with like regular crucible where it's like oh play three rounds and you get the uh uh pinnacle what uh Ingram for the week and stuff. For this one, it's the same thing where they're like, oh yeah, do three rounds of it. And then they'd just increase it by like one each time. So it's like, oh, do three matches. And then for the next one, do four more matches and then five more matches and then six more matches. So you end up doing like, uh, I want to say like 18 matches per character if you want pinnacles for all three. So you're doing a lot. You're like, 18 matches is still a lot for Iron Banner, I think. Um, it's either 18 or 16. Uh, but the thing is, though, you could do that. And one of the things in the seal is to reset your rank twice. Luckily, the seal doesn't go away and doesn't carry over. It doesn't reset. The only thing that would reset is if you killed it. And I didn't get that far yet. And I don't know if I plan on it. But, like, uh, let me put it this way. Like, the grind to just do one reset in that one week of iron banner uh it had like i guess bonus valor i don't know if it was double xp or not or if it was just a, a slight bonus i was able to reset my valor rank twice and get halfway to a third reset 
of Valor in that week doing Iron Banner. And I did the Pinnacle Challenges, so 18 matches, with all three characters each. So... Uh, yeah, when you do it for all three characters, then then it gets way too much. Yeah, and guess what? I didn't hit the reset rank, so I had to do a little bit extra to get it yeah, done. That's, that's too much. That is too much. It, it, the the reputation grind for Iron Banner reputation was the slowest progress I've ever seen so far. Of like these, I think the only thing it comes up to with it comes up with is um, Banshees because Banshee also like it's stupid how many things you have to dismantle, how many bounties you have to get from him to uh get like his reset rank or like to get to level 16 which you'll get an ascendant shard and a what is it the ascendant alloy i guess the the alloy you need for like reshaping weapons uh when you craft them and then the ascendant alloy you know you put with like a when you want a masterwork and armor piece or whatever but most of the time i never get them this season i didn't get it i literally got to like rank 14 out of 16 for banshee and i still didn't get it and i had fucking cleared my vault like three times of like extra shit and it was like getting maxed to like 600 and i'd cleared out to like 450 so i'd get like 150 things out of there or something like that and i did that like three times and still it was like yeah you don't have enough to reset with banshee <laughs> i'm just like what the fuck uh so banshee's slow saladin's ranking is horrible and i hope they do something about it for the next season because it's ridiculous like don't make us fucking kill ourselves just to do this because imagine then you have to do two resets and a lot of people did that in the first season that means they either did all of that in the first week so they didn't have to do it in the second week because there's only two iron banner weeks in a season now so they either did it in one week two resets that is probably between one to two hundred matches of iron banner in a week oh my god or i guess okay maybe that's a little bit crazy but that's around it's it's close to 100 matches that makes more sense sorry um because if it's like uh if i was doing 18 matches with one character and then did it with all three characters and still had to do more and that's what like uh what's 18 times three that's like I want to say 40. I'm like doing math in my head. Oh, that's like 50, <laughs> 54 matches, right? I think. Oh, yeah, 54. Yeah, 54 matches. And see, I could just still do math in my head. I, I'm not, <laughs> not a fucking idiot, or at least not a complete idiot. Uh, 54 matches, and you still didn't get the reset. So then you do two resets. That's at least 108 matches, plus all the extra ones I had to do. So that is well over 100 matches to do two resets in Iron Banner. That's fucking insane. Like, come on, guys. That's that's pretty fucked up. Please don't do that much again. Like, it should be a lot less. Uh, and there's no there's no bounties now, so there's no way to do anything else. The only way to do it is literally just keep playing it and hopefully win your match. That's the only way to keep boosting up your ba- uh, your fucking reputation. That's insane. Uh, but I think they are doing some skews because they said like Osiris Trials of Osiris isn't coming in the beginning of the new season. And they haven't said when Iron Banner is going to come back yet. We'll still get like the two match, two uh, weeks of it. But I think they're doing some more, um, I guess, like modifications to it. So I hope they're fixing it because, yeah, like I said, that was insane. Uh, otherwise, yeah, I'm I'm kind of at this point just doing like the seal finishing. I'm just trying to finish the seals for things and get like all the different weapon shapes I can get. Not like multiple of one weapon, but I'm just trying to get like each weapon unlocked and i've done at least i've done everything for risen 
but I'm at the point where before uh, Beyond Light comes out, or not Beyond Light, uh, Lightfall comes out, I still have to finish a bunch of stuff in Season of the Haunted. I have a minor amount of stuff to do in Season of the Plunder, and I still have a bunch of stuff I need to finish in Witch Queen, uh, plus this new season. But I'm going to figure out how to balance that with new single-player games, plus like uh, Hunt Showdown and soon-to-be fucking Call of Duty Warzone 2.0 and any oh last thing i guess next season dude did you see it's gonna be rasputin i've heard about it a little bit i haven't really looked into it much i i haven't looked at uh, this week's uh twab yet uh, apparently a bunch of there's gonna be new seraph weapons and uh war mine cells are gonna come back so we could do like you know those little fucking things that blow up and shit uh that'll be good but it seems like we're gonna finally see since season of the arrival uh, what's going on with Rasputin? Which we've gotten hints, like we know he was turned into an engram. Uh, Anna Bray's been working with like both Elixney and Scions to figure out what's going on. I think specifically Scions uh, to actually figure out how to do stuff with Rasputin. But I think we'll get him either he has a body now, or we're gonna get him a full body in this season. We're gonna see potentially some stuff with Osiris because he's apparently big with uh, Lightfall because he's the one that knows about the location of the yeah, new because apparently uh, he got civilization. to learn, yeah he got to experience all of Sabathun's memories as if they were his before she died so, so he knows yeah right that's true he knows the things she doesn't know anymore yes oh. so that's going to be really interesting um i don't know how much osiris will get this season but at least we know we'll probably get anna bray maybe yeah. lc bray uh who knows um yeah I, I've been wanting this storyline for a while because, like, back when uh, Beyond Light first came out, there were, like, lore book hints that, like, in the Dark timeline, yeah. Anna Bray did rebuild Rasputin when, like, everything fell. And he and she basically, like, put his, what was left of his, like, code into a frame. And, like, so that was, like, always in, I guess since then that's been an option of, like, Rasputin could come back as like a physical form. Yes. And so like I I've wanted to see that and I'm so excited that it's actually going to happen. Pretty much. And I think at this point the way I always go with the like a new season is what I want is for whatever the oldest character or plot point that hasn't been addressed be addressed like for a while it was Aramis and before that you know like for Beyond Light finally give us back both Varix and the Excess Stranger and then we got like Crow uh, well, Ultram becoming Crow. So, like, all these things we were finally waiting for for so long, we're, like, getting. And at this point, it's now Rasputin. We're like, oh, my God, we've been wanting Rasputin. And I think besides that, like, the characters we haven't seen forever that it'd be nice to get back is, like, uh, well, one specifically, I think this could be a fun, maybe, you know, Nessus and Failsafe could get a, because she's also a robot, you know, I'd like something with Failsafe. Uh, you guys could do something with Devrim, maybe. Uh, Hawthorne? <laughs> like, Devrim, Hawthorne, I feel like could be use some retouches. Varix, it's been over a year now. Uh, yeah. I, or it's been close to it. Yeah, it, no, it's been over a year, yeah. So something with Varix, like all that kind of stuff. But I think the number one I want to see back again is Failsafe, among all of them, for sure. Maybe we'll get some more Crow progress, too. I'd like some Crow progress, because... I think his whole, you know, eventual rise to Hunter Vanguard has been building up over two years, over like around two years now. We're, co we're coming close to the two year mark of like 
when he came back in Beyond Light uh, during season of the hunt. I think that's what it was called. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's everything. Um, and potentially last thing we'll see, because we're actually not even an hour in. We're doing really good. Uh, I've been playing a game for, I guess, four, five, four and a half months now, five months at this point called the cycle frontier and this game is very much a tarkov game like i've actually never played tarkov myself i have never really been too interested in it you know like that whole genre of go into a world you bring in whatever gear you bring in if you die you lose it and you try to get a bunch of stuff in that world and bring it out and you know you do everything from like upgrading your weapons armor or whatever like getting new armor weapons and building up your little like base thing where it allows you to i guess like um generate currency um increase your inventory stuff like that uh i don't know if that's actually what happens in Tarkov. i just assume because it's in cycle but uh this game is interesting because it does a more you know tarkov seems like kind of military style or survivor military I, I, like i said i haven't played it um cycle is much more of a sci-fi style one where it's like oh here's a planet that we colonized and a bunch of crazy shit happened. So we don't really stick there too much, but now there's specific, like, I guess, continents or islands or whatever that we try to go to, to get resources from. And it's like, you know, broken down bases of stuff we try to establish there. And you go in from either solo duo or trio and try to get a bunch of stuff there and bring it out uh, without dying to the wilderness there as well as other players. And, the first season was, uh, I got pretty much, I'm not, I don't want to say dragged into it, but I got coerced into playing it by one of my friends who's actually been on the show. And because <laughs> I'd be like, you fucked me over for the second season. But uh, the first season we start playing it and he's like, yo, come and play. So we were like trailing for a bit and uh, it's enjoyable. Like it's very much like it, as someone that plays Hunt Showdown, I felt the similarities just via the importance of audio from like, oh, hey, you know, sprinting is louder, uh, even sneaking around like crouching is still noisy. Uh, only shoot like either if you don't care, just shoot to shoot. Just know other people on the map will know what you're doing and potentially go in your direction or something or it'll give away your position potentially. Um, and there's like cues that will kind of screw you over. Like when you fight in one of the creatures on the planet, they let out usually a big sound and that's like a big old like if a hunt if another player is nearby they can hear that and go oh shit someone's fighting this thing they're distracted i can run over and potentially kill them and uh you have that you also have these fucking bullshit little winged creatures that'll just like pop up and be like bah, bah, bah. and what's annoying is they'll keep flapping so it kind of confuses you a bit because at first you think there's footsteps around you, but it's like, no, it's these stupid little creatures flapping their wings. And then they finally leave after like a few flyover rounds. Um, in Hunt, it's more enjoyable because like the crows, you actually have a potential way to kill them, but also the proximity is not the worst to bypass them as well as like there's traits that can help you uh, be a lot more um, unnoticed by them too. Whereas in this game, it doesn't matter. Like if you're close as close enough is close enough. They fucking go up. There's no way to stop them. It's just really fucking annoying. And you're just kind of like, well, I guess it doesn't matter. And you just start fucking sprinting. 
and you don't really care at a certain point. So I never really like, I don't like the way they design these creatures because there's no way to bypass them or stop them. And it kind of takes away that, I guess, free power that you could potentially have on this land uh, compared to like everything else where everything else is killable. Uh, you can kind of be in more control and free willed to do certain things. Um, the creatures in this game are very interesting when you're fighting them because you have like these little guys called striders and they're cool like they they die pretty fast if you use a melee weapon if it's charged you can kill them instantly you can also sneak up on them pretty easily like and kill them in their sleep but they do like this they're kind of like dogs and hunt for me where they'll do this lunge james like they they lunge forward attack you and then lunge back and lunge forward and kind of like lunge back so if you kind of miss it's annoying because they could rapidly keep doing it. And even though they can die really fast, they can deplete your health if you don't get them in, like fast enough. And if there's a bunch of them, you're just kind of like, oh, fuck. And you kind of have to run for a second. Or you just kind of say, fuck it. And you just start shooting them all. If you start shooting them all, you're a little bit loud. But you're able to take them out pretty quickly. Uh, there's also rattlers. Uh, and they like spew at you. They like literally like throw up this fucking acid at you. And it's like a straight line once they do it. But it's burning, but they're easy kind of like to maneuver around. And they'll do that or like this like uh, melee jump forward every now and again. And then there's the fucking bastard themselves, the marauders, which are these giant like lizard monster men that are bipedal. And they'll see you and be like, yo, if I catch you, I'm going to fucking hit you. And you're going to lose nearly like half your life just with a hit or like a quarter of your life. Uh, they'll also shoot their uh their acid spew at you which is actually a lot more accurate it'll just be like a fast like bleh, and that'll actually take out nearly half your health or they'll kind of take more time to uh cough up something that like once it lands has a radius of just kind of like uh continuing damage while you're in its like spew uh radius area um and it'll just kind of keep harming you until you get out of it which can be really annoying especially if a bunch of creatures are trying to like attack you at once i've just found like dead uh not dead bodies but like all their gear and shit that they left behind after they die because like they just couldn't be the creatures like i just find bodies of stuff and i'm like cool free loot um hmm. but i guess the last creature is these ticks that uh either they'll just explode or when they explode they shoot out a uh, area of effect acid and they give out like a thing when they start chasing you. Uh, they're honestly easy to kill. You just have to go loud usually to defeat them or you just outrun them. But um, it's fine. Otherwise, like they have like a, a higher tiered version of the other three. So like there's like these white striders that just take more damage. Uh, same thing with the rattlers and the marauders. It's like, oh, here's the like armored or alpha version of them. And they're just kind of like higher, they're like the hard version, uh, even though Marauders are already hard, depending on what weapons you have. But uh, each one has their like weakness. Striders are just weak. Rattlers, if you shoot near like the eyes or the head, they go down a lot faster. Uh, you just have to fire and burst because like they move all around a lot. So you can't like, if you just keep firing, you're going to waste a lot of ammo. Uh, whereas Marauders, like when they're opening their mouth to shoot at you, their mouth is the most vulnerable and it's like a big orange. So it's a good like target reveal. And you just shoot at that, and I've seen, like, all of a sudden, I'm like, it took me forever to realize it, because their actual body can just keep, they're like a bullet sponge, practically. You could waste so much ammo, whereas I stopped even fighting them when they were just, like, regular, and I'd just wait for them to, like, start trying to 
shoot something at me and I just start shooting their mouth. I'm like, holy shit, I just did like five times the amount of damage it would have taken me just to shoot the entire time waiting for it to happen. So there's a good strategy for it. Um, otherwise, like, you know, you deal with other players and there's proximity chat that you can get into just for, you know, turning on your chat and talking to them. Uh, if you're a solo playing this, it can be a little bit crazy because, uh, you know, a duo could show up and fucking kill you if you're not careful or just a send another player. Could, you could be like, oh, hi, how you doing? And he just runs over and fucking kills you while you're trying to talk to him uh, or them. Like, uh, it can pretty much be like any anything goes. You can team up with that person, potentially. I've had times where I find another player and we're like, hey, you, you friendly? It's like, yeah. It's like, what are you trying to do? I'm doing this. Oh, I'm doing this other thing, but do you want company? Like, I can, I can help you and we can actually take out the same extraction. Like a ship comes down when you extract it a certain, you get like two extractions on a map or I'll get to that in a second, but like you can team up, do your thing, get off on the same ship, etc., cetera, uh, and not be in the same group though. You just have to make sure you keep like press T to talk uh, when you're within range of them and stuff. Uh, other times you could do that, team up with the person. I've done it before. I teamed up with someone. We started running. I was in front of them. They just fucking shot me in the back and I'm like, well, shit. Okay. Like, hmm. it can happen anytime where you go, hey, I'm coming out. And they go, cool. And then they just shoot you anyway. And it's like a whole thing of you, you violated the, the trust of something. So now maybe someone's more paranoid. That player won't be friendly next time. And now they're going to not trust anyone and just shoot anyone on site and not listen to what they're saying. Like, there's times where you try to talk to somebody and they just don't, they'll refuse. They're like, I'm just not going to talk to you. I'm just going to keep trying to kill you any chance I get. And it's, it's like you get annoyed to the point where you almost get angry at the person, but you're like, this is how the game is. This is just, you can't get angry of the player. They're just playing the way the game is and the game is anything goes. And you just have to deal with that fact. Um, it's of course not like Hunt where, you know, James, you played Hunt with me. If you mm -hmm. die, if you're down, like you can potentially get revived by your teammate. You die in cycle, you're dead. You're, mm. you're just like kind of like, well, I hope you guys make it out and we could, you know, get back onto the lobby together. If you're lucky, you know, you die. Your teammate could like get your stuff as much as they can carry, get out, and then you go back into the game and they give you all your stuff back. So there's like kind of that upside of having teammates with you. Um, one guy I actually I played with and I died and we became friends and uh we jumped into a match together and he was like here's your stuff and i was like oh shit thanks man like i really appreciate it like that was really cool of you uh otherwise you know this is just that's kind of how the playing is when it's like player versus player uh for extraction like there's a thing where you have your map the map has like multiple locations by name and everything else there's different like environments a little bit uh different buildings and whatnot compounds i guess you would say uh there's two extractions on the map at all times in each map that you go on. And it's not the same for all the players. So like, whereas I guess a game like Hunt, James, you know, you see like, oh, there's three extractions on this map for everyone. It's the same extraction. Mm -hmm. uh, in Cycle, I could be extracting from, let's say, uh, comms tower. And another player's extraction is power plant. And, you know, we each have another extraction, but they're all different. Um, they can see my extraction still. So like when you extract, you get within range of like these beacons and you like press Y and uh, the ship will eventually come down and it'll be there for a little bit. Certain, maybe sometimes all four, like there's four doors on the ship on like all four sides. 
and sometimes all four uh, sides open, sometimes two sides, sometimes one side. It's kind of different on the depending on which location on the map it is. But uh, it'll open up, and you can run in then. But James, if you do, let's say you run into the ship, someone could just be like nearby and be like, cool, and just start throwing grenades in and just get blown up, and you're like, oh, fuck. Uh, usually, if it's something like that, you could just like throw a smoke grenade and wait till the ship's like a purple bar will appear and start like loading up to reach like 100. It doesn't say 100, but it, like you see it like moving up and growing and it's like ship taking off. If you don't take off in time, the ship leaves. But if you get on like right at that perfect mark, you just run in, there's smoke, they can't see, but they're trying to shoot you. You get in, you get out and the ship takes off and you're, you're good to go. You got your shit out and you don't have to worry about it. Um, there are times though where like, uh, like I said, you can have that extraction, even though it's only on the map for you or your team. Uh, you get there and another player is there and they could be like, hey, can I use your extraction? And you're like, fine. They could also get on that ship that you summoned and get off to and get out of the game. Uh, so it's kind of like a cool way they pull that off. Um, another aspect is like when you're in this little like you're in like a you're I think you're on a ship. I'm pretty sure when you're not in the actual match. And it's like, oh, here's the three different factions and their stores. You can buy stuff from them. You get the missions from them. And then you have like other areas like, oh, here's the crafting center where you can create new armor, depending on what resources you were able to get and repair stuff and whatnot. But uh, there's your quarters. And in your quarters, you have two little like kiosks. One is like, um, oh, you insured your weapons and armor. When you die, you actually get some, you get like a rebate. You get your money back for some of the stuff. It's not going to be as much as you, what you actually paid for, but you get money back. So you kind of at least don't get completely punished for dying in the game. Uh, and you can like claim these insurance packages. Otherwise, uh, there's like, oh, you know, you've upgraded a supply crate and you get a daily supply crate that gives you like, oh, here's some like low tier weapons and armor and stuff. Uh, then you go into your like upgrade module and it gives you like three categories. One is your inventory and you can upgrade your inventory. Uh, that way you can store more stuff in your base, but also two, you have a safe pocket. And this is kind of a thing I think that's not, I don't know if it's in Tarkov, but it's not in the new Warzone DMZ that came out uh, where you can put items in your safe pocket when you're in the match. And when you die, because it's in your safe pocket, you still get it when you come back out. So even though you lost everything else, whatever's in your safe pocket is still there, but it's like a low, um, it's a low amount of what you can carry and you can upgrade like how big the safe pocket is, how big the inventory is for you. Uh, you can upgrade how much of the two currencies uh, you can generate the speed of generating as well as how much your capacity is for them. One is just like, oh, here's the currency for buying everything and whatnot. And the other one is, oh, here's the currency for like, if you want to speed up the production of something, you can use that currency uh, to like basically skip low time skip production time and then there's like a third branch that's uh oh here's the actual production time itself and you can upgrade production time for things in the future um and all the things is like oh here's resources and the resources are things you get from like lockers and drawers and stuff in the game there's things you get off the creatures you kill and there's things that are like only on certain maps because like there's three maps dude uh there's bright sands uh, Crescent Falls and the new one for season two, which was Theris Island. And the thing with these maps is like each one is a different difficulty. Like uh, 
uh, Bright Sands is like an easy difficulty one. Uh, most of the the creatures there are like not the worst. Uh, they're all like easy versions of themselves, and like you have the harder versions that like specifically like one region in that like map. But also the map has like uh, I think it's like sixteen players can be on that map at once, uh, and then or it's like eighteen players. And then you have uh, Crescent Falls, which is bigger, it's harder, uh, it's got harder enemies, and there's a lot more of them. Uh, you can have like 24 players on that map. So it's a lot like crazier with what's going to happen. Like you're more likely to run into other hunters uh, in it. Or I guess prospectors is what they call them. And then Darius Island is the new one for season two. And it's like only 12 people because it's a smaller map. But it's a lot crazier with like, there's an, dude, there's a fucked up thing. where there's like a bottomless abyss you can fall into. And it's like warning. If you fall into the abyss, the stuff you insured, you won't get anything back for. So just don't fall into the abyss. And you're like, thanks <laughs> don't fuck up and fall uh so you know you have two options of playing this game dude and th i'll say the weapons are cool you have everything from like assault rifles uh pistols smgs shotguns like uh marksman rifles and stuff <clears throat> um overall like it's fine but it's always buggy this game mm. i'll put it this way sometimes It'll freeze while loading and I have to like reload it other times. Like, you know how in a game when it starts kind of like uh, lagging and you can't see what the hell happening, what's happening to your player, you're like uh, rubber banding and stuff. And you're just like, oh, fuck. When this game fucks up instead, like it might do that, but more likely for some reason it fucks up with the audio where the audio starts going in and out and all of a sudden you can't hear something and you're just kind of like, what Weird. the fuck is happening? And there was one point, dude, recently, like this past weekend, uh, another player was coming towards, like coming in my area and all of a sudden the audio was going out and I'm like, what, what is he here? Is he coming north? Like, what's <laughs> What's going on? Oh, fuck. And I'm like freaking out and I'm like, dude, this really fucking sucks. And, you know, it's in its second season in. There have been multiple updates for this game but they still haven't like gotten these bugs fixed and it's getting really annoying now with uh, these certain like things that just kind of fuck it up a bit. And I can't, I think this game is a little bit more unapologetic where I think if you get like disconnected or something, you lose everything that you had on that player. Mm. Uh, yeah, that and it, it doesn't return at least like other games, other games may allow you to reconnect too. I don't remember this one ever doing that. Uh, it's not as I guess forgivable you would say. But, you know, the two aspects of playing is, are you playing with people or are you playing alone? And, you know, in the beginning of this game, I was playing with people and I was enjoying myself because I was playing with other people. And the game is interesting. Like, I, this is my first, I guess, Tarkov style game where I think Hunt is like Tarkov, but it's also a lot different because it's a lot smaller scale and you're just trying to kill a boss. And... The thing is with, with Hunt, it forces players to fight each other because you're all trying to get that bounty. That's the goal, more or less. Whereas Cycle, there's no boss and it's just kind of take resources and get the fuck out. So you're not necessarily as incentivized to kill each other. You still can because other players might have loot that they just spent like, oh, I've just spent like 20 minutes trying to do all this shit, kill these high tier enemies and I got all this stuff and I'm going to extract. Another player goes, hey, you're dead, bitch. And then they steal your shit and you did it all for nothing, which has happened actually fairly recently. And uh, when you're playing solo, you're just like, oh, I'm going to do all these quests that they give me. They give you quests that are like, oh, collect these resources, go to this location, 
kill creatures at this location or find a thing at this location where you just kind of see it. You either like you, you locate it and it goes cool mission complete or you like uh, have to take a little item that's like a quest specific item that you normally don't pick up unless that quest is active. You take it and you try to get out with it or it fucks with you and it goes like, oh, stash these items within like this like stash box in a specific location. And you have to basically not die with that stuff to get there because if you lose it, you know, you lose it and you have to collect that stuff again or maybe hopefully you have a surplus of it. But you go and you stash it, you open the stash thing, you're basically in an inventory and there goes like a big like and everyone in that vicinity can hear, oh, someone's stashing something. So they're not even paying attention to their surroundings. Uh, And you have to basically get all that shit in and submit it and then get the fuck out really fast. Um, But those are the variety of like missions you get other things, you know, like kill a hunter uh, with this weapon or any type of weapon or whatever, a faction's weapon. And you do all these quests and they give you experience where you level up with the factions and the factions each have specific weapons that you utilize. And, uh, you know, it's, it's not a bad system. I enjoy it. But here's the big kicker, James. And I guess this is the same case with Tarkov. And this is something I get why they do it because they have to keep making sure the player wants to play it the next season because they have to like redo it. But it's like a kind of like, it either incentive, it makes you want to play more or it makes you not want to play this type of game. When the season is done, all the progress you make is taken away. Mm. So, oh, you've been doing upgrades to your base that you've spent all this time to do it's reset back now to the beginning. You have to start all over. All of the stuff you've accumulated in your base, all the like supplies, weapons, armor, everything you got, it's all gone. All your currency you got, it's all gone. Everything you, your faction build up rate, like uh, your uh, reputation with all those factions, it's gone. The only thing that stays, and even dude, there's a season pass. The season pass gives you everything from weapon skins, character skins, uh like resource packages all these new re- like it gives you resources so necessarily like it here i know these are like hard to get in the game but here's a bunch like a package of these or uh here's guns here's armor it gives you all this shit all that stuff that for the past that you paid for also disappears at the end of that season the only things okay that not, would drive me nuts half the stuff there so the things that continue the weapon skins you got the character skins so the cosmetics so the only things that don't get deleted and the specific current there's like i forgot there's like a third currency and it's like an insurance currency that is the uh and that one you can only get from like i think the season pass or something i can't remember exactly how you get it but um it's like one that helps you with insurance where it's like oh you can do this type of insurance and instead of um uh, getting like a rebate, you can actually get your items back if another player doesn't take them. So there's a potentially ch- there's a potential chance all that stuff you had, uh, at least weapon wise and armor wise, you can get again uh, without having to pay for it. Uh, but that specific currency also doesn't get taken away. So those are the only three things. Everything else, every season, you're back at zero. And I get the incentive is then like you know the next season you play again and you build up again, but like. You're, I guess, more doing it like, you know, it's it's the fun factor of it. You're doing it for the fun because you like the game. But at the same time, for something where you want progression and then your progression is taken away, the, it, like, it eats at you. It's like, uh, what the fuck? Why am I doing this then? And when I found yeah. this out in the first season when I was playing this, I'm like, well, what's the point if now the people I was playing with, they kind of played on their 
we couldn't always play together. So they played a lot like with other people or on their own. They finished their season pass. They upgraded everything they wanted to do. They stopped playing. And so here I am playing solo going, well, why am I doing this? And then I went, well, I paid for the season pass. I might as well finish leveling it up, right? And get my the, the skin at the end at level 100, which is actually kind of cool. But I'm like, but after that, like, what's the point of playing? And I'm like, why am I playing then? If I'm not going to play anymore, why would I even bother getting this skin? And I'm like, well, I, you know, I should get them my money's worth. And so it finishes. And then season two starts. And the weekend it starts, same friends are like, hey, we're going to do it again. One specific one's like, hey, uh, you guys should come and play again. Let's let's do it. And I'm like, oh, fuck it, fine, let's do it. Like, we'll have a good time with it. And I get the season pass again. We played for like two days. That weekend he didn't play anymore. And I'm like, I just spent like, whatever, I don't know, like 15 bucks, but it's still 15 bucks. It's still money I spent. And I'm like, well, what the fuck, what, what the fuck was the point? And like, here I am like, well, shit, that sucks. He's not playing anymore. My other friend is like just grinding nonstop, finishes his pass and goes, cool, I did everything, I'm done. And just stops playing. <laughs> and I'm like, oh shit. Okay, you just wanted to get it done to get it done. Like, I don't even know if you enjoyed it. And I'm just like, oh, fuck, well, do I want to keep doing this? And I'm like, well, I paid for the season pass again. I might as well do it. And one thing I could be crazy, guys. I don't know if I'm right or wrong here, but I felt like the progress for season two was so much fucking slower and the time it took, it felt like it was taking a lot longer. And not to mention the new map they gave was like, um, you couldn't go there. Like in the beginning, you had to unlock it over time. And with that, that was actually one of the things that Theris Island, like my friend that quit after the weekend, didn't like that aspect of it. Where it was like, well, what's the point of doing this then? This isn't cool. And then Warzone DMZ came out and he's like, yo, fuck this game. I'm going to play that game. And they're the same people that got me into the game went, why are you playing Cycle on your own? That game sucks. Like, come play this game. And I'm like, you were the one that made me. I mean, I, I did it myself. I spent money on this game by myself. But I'm like, then what was the point of me getting fucking season two of this game? And I like got annoyed. Uh, and, you know, at a certain point, I kept trying to like solo play this and get my money's worth. And I got to like, level 50 james in the season pass i'm like i spent so much time i even finished i'd finish like three missions and get like zero i wouldn't even get like a rank up on the season pass and i'm like what the fuck like why is the xp for this so bad so uh what i did this past uh last like i want to say like three days or so dude i used up every armor and weapon piece or like at least all my armor and then most of my weapons there were like these higher tier ones that i was saving and i just started using them all and i just got like killed i'd kill people whatever and once I ran out of like all the high tier armor, I'm just like, cool. I'm not like, I'm only like 50% of the way through this season pass. It's going to take hours upon hours to get to 100. I think I'm done. I'm going to install this game and I'm finished. Mm. So overall, I think Cycle is a fun game. Uh, if you're into just like that whole reset aspect and you like just being a solo runner, I guess it could be for you for that, but it's not something I would honestly recommend. If you like playing with friends and stuff and you like it more than Tarkov and it's like kind of that thing that it has aspects of Tarkov that you appreciate, then yeah, I'd recommend it over Tarkov. But like I said, I never played Tarkov, so I can't really say anything else upon it. But the thing is now, Call of Duty, who, you know, they're, you know, it's Call of Duty. Call of Duty is a fucking great game usually. And I know I, I, there was a long time where I didn't play it. I didn't, I didn't buy Vanguard. I barely played Cold War. But I liked Modern Warfare a lot, the like new version of it from like 2019. And, you know, they came out with Warzone. They said, oh, Battle Royales are doing really good. 
let's make our own and what happened dude it's like better than all the other battle royales i'm like this is actually probably my preferred battle royale even more than apex and now they went that that tarkov stuff is pretty interesting what if we made our own and now there's warzone dmz and they have their own freaking tarkov version and everyone is playing it and i'm like oh cycle you've become obsolete to me and all my friends are playing this so i'm going to uninstall you and install warzone 2.0 i'm not ready to buy Modern Warfare 2 just yet but i'll at least do the free like install for warzone 2.0 and do like warzone on dmz so um i'd say cycle is cool but i would try warzone first because it seems like they've mastered not master, but they've like jumped in and you know, this is a full triple A studio that has other triple A studios supporting it with Activision and you know, and all the shit with Activision, but like, you know, they, they get shit done with Call of Duty. When it comes to Call of Duty, they get that shit done. And I think I'm going to, te- I'm going to try it out. I'll come back to everyone at a certain point and talk about Warzone 2.0 and DMZ mode and see how it is. But from the way everyone's talking about it, I haven't seen this many people play this game. Like I've seen, I guess a lot of people have a Overwatch 2 now, but like this being vastly available and it's a free download, like fuck it. I'm going to try it out. And it seems like it's probably going to be better than Cycle uh, just from what I've been hearing. And yeah, Cycle, not necessary for me anymore. Tarkov, I never really had an interest in it. So I think I would just say try Warzone before anything else and see if you like it. If you do, don't even bother with the others at this point. So yeah. It's kind of like my cycle review and I've dude, I've been holding on to talking about this game for since I like finished season one, which was like uh, uh, maybe a month and a half, two months ago or something, I guess two months ago at this point, but that's everything about it. Um, yeah. Whew, sorry. I guess that was, you know, it was just like, oh, let me tell you about this, all this shit and complain a bit and you just listened this whole time. Yeah, I was like, oh, this will be like five or ten minutes, like half an hour later. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's, there's a lot about it. And I, I realized, like, telling you about it, I'm like, you never played it again like this, so it's, I guess I got I should talk about it a little bit, but a lot, yeah. Um, that's all I got, really. There's, like, some other small stuff, but I don't know. Do you think there's a point, I guess, at this point to talk about, like, Injustice 2, Mortal Kombat 11, stuff like that? Mm, it's kind of old at this maybe point. Maybe another time. I mean, do you think it's even worth talking about at all at this oh, point? Oh, for sure. Okay. Yeah, uh, but anything you want to talk about? Or are we we're an hour seventeen, which is I think a nice short episode. If we want to just end yeah, it here, I think we should just end it here. Okay, so that has been Sutra Side Talk, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed, like you know, blasting through all this stuff. Uh, if you want, you can support us though. Uh, please, like I said before, give us a five star review on Apple Podcast, uh, rate us on Spotify, and uh, like besides subscribing on YouTube. And of course, subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to or watching, as well as share it. Please share it with other people. Let them know about us. That would really help us out. Um, otherwise, you know, you can send feedback to us uh, at sutrasidetalk at gmail.com. Title of the show, sutrasidetalk at gmail.com. Uh, you can send us feedback, comments, or send us questions on shows uh, that you want us to, or uh, shows, games, TV, you know, movies, whatever. Uh, if there's news that's recent, you want to ask us about that our opinions you can uh same thing just email us at that email uh otherwise you can follow us on tiktok instagram and twitter at sutra side talk all one word and 
You could follow James on Twitter at InvaderJim124. You could follow me on Twitter at GoGoComzilla. And it's all in the show notes. You can check it out on YouTube or Apple Podcasts, whatever, whatever you see the show notes on. It's all there, all the notes on that, where you can reach us and everything else. But uh, this month, uh, for the rest of everything else, next month or next week, we'll talk God of War Ragnarok. We'll hit up everything about that. Plus, I think the beginning, we'll do like a quick thing of, or it depends, I guess, how many things we see. But uh, the Game Awards, all the, we won't talk about the awards itself, really, just the reveals we get from it. If there's any real notable ones, which I'm pretty sure there will be. Kojima, among other things, most likely. Uh, God of War, like I said. After that, the next two weeks, uh, I guess the final two weeks of the year, really. Uh, I'm not sure which will come first, but the two other things we'll probably talk about is the Callisto Protocol, as well as Avatar of the Way of Water. And then uh, at the start of the year, like literally like January 2nd, we'll come out with our 2022 interview show. Uh, or like that first week, it's like the first or second, we'll put it out between the first and the third, we'll put it out. And we'll talk our top five, like everything, games, anime, movies, television of the year, plus the top three of each of those categories we're looking forward to the next following year. It's not going to be as long as the 2021 in review we did because we like listed off way too much shit, or I did really. And so this year it should be potentially like, like at least like 30 to an hour shorter, if anything, I'm pretty sure, um, than what it was before. Uh, and yeah, we'll have a good time with it but that's everything coming up. Uh, I have a lot of stuff just because it's been like a lot of going out recently. I got a lot to catch up on, like TikTok stuff as well as uh, working on the other shows. I think when we get to like closer to the end of the year, like right about the end, I'll do like a kind of full update on what's going on with all four shows. Uh, but until then, uh, yeah, keep tuned in. Enjoy uh, this episode and hopefully you did and uh, look forward to God of War Ragnarok. Catch you all later. Thanks for listening.